Welcome back to the Real Estate Talk Show, your source for all things real estate. We're going to continue on talking about building, and we have Jim Carrick here and, of course, Mark Beauvais. So let's take, uh, let's move forward to where we ended and talking about people's lack of maintaining their home. And, Jim, I had said to you uh, during break that people look after their cars and their Harleys um, and their clothes even better than they do their homes. Can you explain this to me? Because you're out there doing new builds, renos. You've seen it all. Why is this? You know, I don't know why it is, but it's. They think once it's all built, it's done and it's good. And you know, the, the only thing they it need to do. It takes care of itself. It takes care of itself, <laughs> and you know what? We'll throw a new paint job on it in five years, and, and we call it a day, right? Yeah. Um, probably one of the biggest problems with with the homes is again is the the breathing, the the moisture in the air, and one of the biggest complaints that we'll get our you know, phone calls we'll get is why are my hardwood floors opening up mm. cracking and everything else and you know when we leave the first thing we say is you have to leave the humidity of your house at i, I keep mine at 45 okay all the time so that's a sweet spot for you, for your place. For me, but it yeah, could be because different I, for somebody else's. It right? might I mean, be. Look at his yeah. skin tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to try this. <laughs> but I have, you know, I have uh, reclaimed uh, Y plank floors in my house, so right. I, I don't want them cracking. They're already cracked as it is, but I don't want them opening up too much. But also your kitchen cabinetry that you just spent fifty grand on, you know, all the doors, everything, your trim, as long as there is enough humidity in your house, nothing will open up and nothing will crack. But nobody ever looks at that. I just finished a house, you know, a year ago, and sure enough, the phone call comes, Jim, everything's opening up. You know, I said, what's your humidity at? He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, it's on your furnace. And yeah. I said, actually, I think you got one of those fancy things. It's just on your little keypad right there. Yeah. And he goes, it's at 27%. I said, there not enough. Got to crank it up. Jim, do you know how many times I go into people's homes and I teach them how to work their furnace, their thermostat? No, it's, I mean, true. it's crazy, but they just, however it was programmed, that's pretty much, and they know yeah. how to do the auto or the on. That, that, that's all they want to see is auto. Auto, yeah, yeah. It's just going to take care of itself. We're good to go. Great point. Mark, what do you say? But that's the dilemma. We, uh, we live in a fast-track society. Everything's got to be easy. Everything's got to be no maintenance. Uh, you don't want maintenance on a phone. You don't want maintenance. In fact, I always like to say that we have two national sports in Canada. First one is hockey. The second one is home maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and it used to be car maintenance. I mean, a lot of people out there, out there, boys and girls, would spend half a day, half a weekend under their hoods. Car Before hoods. they became so computerized that we don't Be- know what to do. Exactly. Under the hood now yeah. they're computers on wheels. Yeah. So you open up the hood, it looks like a kitchen sink. You don't know what to do. So it gives you another half day to work on the house, but you don't want to do that. You want to have family time. You want to go play golf. You want to go into uh, up north. But market's an investment. So, it's one of the most expensive investments in people's why, lives. I know, but this is why we've got to look at new ways, new technologies to make it easy on the consumer so that it is maintenance free. Give them options. But don't you think? we're we're giving them that like we're giving them that false um like just for example we're going to give you an exterior siding that you don't have to paint now for the next 15 years 25 so, years last there no you problem. go so right away a i don't have to worry you'll about you never have to replace yeah, exactly yeah. yeah no so and, yeah. and a roof you bring up a roof they yeah. tell you yeah. you know, you're going to get 15 to 20 years out of a shingle you're lucky if you get 10 nowadays you right you bet <laughs> i mean that's with Maybe one shingle weather? you'll get 20, but, yeah. the, you know, the other ones you won't. Yeah. And I just think, you know, but we keep giving that pre-finished flooring. 
you don't have to touch this you know forever it's, it's all pre-finished at the factory yeah. so yeah. you get that false sense, sense yeah. right absolutely that you don't have to do anything to yeah. this well it's like marriages nowadays you know <laughs> well, we know that's not a false sense we're so, we're so not going there next all right so if we're talking about architecture for a moment I sense a little confusion out there where I will drive into neighborhoods that I once lived in, you know, beautiful Kingsway, and I kind of go, wow, whoa, do a double take. I would never expect a modern okay. uh, building <laughs> to be there. Uh, and I think there's a lot of blending, a lot of mixing. And I think what people's conception or just thought process or imagery of what a modern over contemporary is would be different depending on person to person. So is there a rule? I mean, is it just kind of now you can take any building and, and literally make it whatever suits you, or is there a risk in that where you want to stay tried and true to the area, to the neighborhood? I can only speak as a broker. I know that when you go against the grain, there's a risk of its resale value. It's just a right. known fact. Uh, up in Muskoka, building a modern, you know, or whether it be on the Kingsway, you may not fetch, or you may not have the same number of buyers as the other homes on that street. So I, so I experienced this. Okay. Not with the modern, but... Uh, Back on our show, I don't know, 2004, I guess, I built a New England-style home, all like a pale yellow siding, mm. everything with the garage in the back, the whole thing. And I had one of the Italian builders in the area mm. come in or, or look at it, and he goes, Jimmy, what the hell are you doing? I said, What's, what do you mean? What? He says, you're, you're going to build a house that's all wood siding in this area? He goes, it's got to be, you know, you got to build either stucco or stone or brick. I said, look, man, you know, that's what's in your veins. Like, that's what you were born with, stucco and stone, stucco yeah, and yeah. stone. I said, I think, I think you're going to be wrong. He says, you know what? You're making the biggest mistake. You're not going to get any money for this house. Well, lo and behold, we built the place. I didn't want to sell it. Somebody knocked on my door 80 days after I was in it. And they want to buy it. Asked me if I wanted to buy it. I got the highest sale price privately on the street, in the area for that house. Now it has started a trend, and now there's more kind of Cape Cod, New England style So you changed the neighborhood. Well, I'm not saying I, I changed it, but sure you really did. Mad Come that, on, you <laughs> humble man. But <laughs> that number, I guess, got things moving. For sure. Now, going back to what you you know, you know said as, as a builder, as a builder, when you know when I go into a neighborhood, and it that house actually fit with the neighborhood, now, when I go to build, I do try to stay in with the characteristics of the neighborhood. I don't want to be known as that guy that just, you know, boom, throw that thing, you know, in the middle, this new modern-looking mm. thing amongst all these traditional homes, mm -hmm. right? Do I want to build a modern, you know, contemporary one? Sure, I'd love to, but I think it has its place. And I think what you're going to, what you find, or what I seem, uh, see is the contemporary, the more modern homes are to the more younger crowd you know what am, am i am it, i right? yes and no yes and no i mean we look just at bone structure we've got people i mean we got a lot of baby boomers we've got a lot of young couples it's a way of life 
And the thing is, the dilemma here again is that a lot of people think that they want to build some modern, but they do a mishmash of something that might look as modern. And if it's not well executed, if it's mm-hmm. not done with the art of architecture and the purest It can be sense, an eyesore. It can be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a nightmare, and it's going to come out as a pizza. Now, <laughs> that being said, I always like to say that, you know, we Canadians have discovered cappuccino at McCafe three years ago. But it's been around the world for 2,000 years, except that back then they would shake the goat to have that milk foam. So <laughs> here again, what is traditional What is traditional to us in the neighborhood is not necessarily traditional. It is classic. It is traditional. It's neoclassic. Mm. And then again, we slap things like stucco. Whoever invented that material. I love material. how he says that, eh? Yeah. And, and here again, stucco or what? Well, or you're stuck with it anyway. But, yeah, that's right. But it's going to crack. Anyway, but what I'm saying is that people that come to contemporary, modern, and here again, I don't want to go into the definition and, or the lexicology of it, is that you get more volumetry per square So less footage. wasted space. By, exactly. Yeah. You look at those traditional it's homes. Simple, right? It's that simplified. pitch roof, that pitch roof is 32% of your house that yeah. is unusable. Useless. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here again, when people refer to what they think as being modern or contemporary is that the usage of the volumetry of that house gives you much more amplitude to and it adapts to your lifestyle. And you get rid of a lot of the cost sometimes of the, you know, triple wave or five wave G trims and no, that, that become sure. cumbersome. And that most of the time are there not for aesthetics. They're just there to hide something behind that was going a little bit sideways. They call that craftsmanship, man. Yeah, that's right. It is craftsmanship. Come on. Craftsman, th- craftsmanship? Not, yeah, there are some craftsmanship out there. Yeah. Mr. Beauvais. Oh, so sorry. Sh- shame on you. Loss on translation. I have to say, you know what? There are fantastic builders out there, and Jim, there you are. know that. And it's just yeah. like any industry, whether it be real estate, legal, police, there's good, the bad, and the ugly. And yeah, uh, and we're sure. here to promote and to highlight and to educate yeah. and to talk about all the good and, and to make sure that they get recognized. And Jim, of course, we've been trying to get you on the show for a long time, and we love your work. Uh, your reputation speaks for itself, and um, and you know what? I think we need to have you both back because same for yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, Mark Bovet, you're really blazing trails here, and the fact that it's Canadian ingenuity and it's a product that we could be really proud of, uh, you are thinking outside that box. And Jim does so all the time, even when he's building, uh, in terms of trying to you know bring something different mm-hmm. to his client base. So you two are a fantastic would, would that be a, team. Would that be a steel box or a wood box? Oh, here box? we go. <laughs> so that is going to be for the next discussion, everybody. So I think we need to have you both back again. I'm, I'm sure you'd Love be to. willing because it went really well and uh, you behaved. It's a privilege so, to be here with Jim and uh, anytime. Excellent. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Sure. Thanks. Well, thank then. you. Well, everybody, that is the end of another show. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and also our expert guest. If you do the social media thing on Twitter, Real Talk Show, and if you do Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, The Real Estate Talk Show. And, of course, you can reach us anytime at 844-ASK-RETS. That's 844-ASK-R-E-T-S. And remember, visit our website, realestatetalkshow.ca. There's a wealth of information there, and we'd love to hear from you and, of course, ask a question. Until next time, have a great weekend, everyone.